drunk Muslims, or actually, Muslims who won't get drunk. That's what's coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. The little Muslim natural gas, super rich country cutter is hosting the World Cup, you know, the, so- the every four year soccer tournament this year. I think it's the sporting event that's watched by more people, more than the Super Bowl. And soccer's kind of funny, you know, different countries like different sports. I mean, what you hear is that the whole world loves soccer and then America loves football. And the first thing to know is the reason why, well, it's called football everywhere else, but the reason why you call it soccer is because soccer comes from the United Kingdom, and so soccer stands for association football. That's, you know, the SOC or whatever comes from association. But so everyone knows America likes our kind of gridiron football. But there's another country that is not so big into soccer, and that's India. And that's because India loves cricket, that thing that's like baseball, except for you got like a, an oar-looking bat. And I'm not sure that China is so into soccer. They really like basketball for some reason, even though they're short. So it's just kind of funny. I believe that is China, India, America. That's the number one, two, and three of largest population countries. So the top, top three biggest countries by population are not actually into soccer. But then I think the rest of the world does love it after that. So, 12 years ago, Qatar got together with FIFA, who controls the soccer tournament, and they, I think, you know, Qatar bribed the FIFA people a ton of money, and they said, okay, you can have the World Cup in 2022, and, uh, you know, FIFA was like, you know what, soccer fans like to drink alcohol while they watch soccer, and Qatar is like, we're a Muslim country, we don't like alcohol, but they came to an agreement that... They could serve Budweiser. There wasn't going to be no martinis or, or even IPAs or whatever, but they could sell Budweiser at these games. But it's in the news because I'm not sure when the World Cup is happening, but I think it's real soon, maybe a week, a month, something like that. And Cutter just said, we changed our mind, no alcohol. And it just kind of made me think, you know, like, what are Muslim countries good for? And so some of the countries are good for you know, money, oil, natural gas. But I don't even think the people who live in those countries like the weather there. I mean, it's hot. You know, it's like 120 degrees. You got to wear those, you know, the men are, the men cover themselves from head to toe because it's so hot. Maybe that's why some of the women don't mind it themselves. It's like, what else were they going to wear when it's 120 out? And so Iran was like a paradise. I mean, it still has the most beautiful women in the world, possibly. But, you know, they had the revolution in 79. And so now you got beautiful women that whatever, have to cover themselves a little bit, and then, you know, crazy old men with long beards in charge of everything, so that ain't that good a country. Turkey is maybe the best Muslim country now, although they're not, they are not as good as they used to be, but at least they haven't gone as crazy as Iran. I mean, I think they're in NATO, and sometimes we regret letting them into NATO, but it's probably the only Muslim country in NATO. Like, NATO has standards, and they don't let just anybody in. Like, you know, Ukraine. Ukraine could not meet the standards. And so Dubai, you know, they're just another, a lot of these countries are like teeny countries with giant amounts of oil, I think, out in the Persian Gulf. But so, you know, Dubai has built the biggest skyscraper in the world, and they've built a lot of fancy stuff, and so it's kind of a nice vacation spot. I guess let's put it this way. Dubai is probably the nicest Muslim country. You can get alcohol in Dubai. Um, I watched a guy visiting there. I'm trying to remember. I think he went to like a Starbucks. And then the Starbucks had like kind of a 
curtain or something, divided it in half. So the men went to one side of the Starbucks and the women went to the other side of the Starbucks. But, you know, especially if you're a man. If you're a man visiting from another country, it's basically fine. You want to go to Starbucks? There it is. And I think they had bars. I mean, there was, like, extra rules, like, if you're visibly drunk in public, the Dubai police might put the hammer down on you and throw you in prison for life. But you can still drink. Do not take pictures of anything with your cell phone. Uh, if there's a woman in the frame, that was another rule there. Otherwise, the police might put the hammer down on you and throw you in prison for life. But anyways, Cutter basically can't be trusted. You can't trust Muslims when it comes to certain things. And they agreed 12 years ago that you could have beer, which I think is important to fans. And then they reneged on it. So, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. The soccer officials who got bribed millions of dollars, they probably don't give a crap. You know, you can still put it on TV. The only people who lose are foreigners who wanted to go to the soccer match that they've been, you know, that they love. The team that they love and that they're paying tens of thousands of dollars probably to fly there and get a fancy hotel and go to the game. Well, they're not going to be able to enjoy it quite the way that they like. And so we'll just see. It just, it may be a while before another Muslim country gets any sort of sporting events. And I find other countries and cultures interesting. So back when I was stupidly paying for Netflix, um, I watched like an episode of, I think it was like the first Turkish TV show that Netflix ever made. Like in America, we're always seeing like Korean stuff. Usually it's stuff that Korea is making anyways and then Netflix buys. But I think sometimes Netflix actually gets involved in the production of Korean stuff. And you know, we see that in America. Well, the same thing goes for other countries. I mean, they're probably seeing subtitled or dubbed American shows over there, obviously. But then, apparently, Turkey is a big enough uh, Netflix country, so Netflix made a show just for Turkey. And it was some kind of... It was a superhero show where a guy like had a magic dagger that gave him superpowers, and I think it was all related to Islam. But here's the crazy part. It was just wall-to-wall, smoking hot chicks in like super, super skimpy outfits. And so, you know, I know that viewers across the world like smoking hot chicks and skimpy outfits, but I didn't know in Turkey you could put that into your TV show or that that would be your go-to move for a TV show in Turkey. But so, you know, they're, they're more liberal than I thought. I thought it'd be whatever. I didn't think they'd be wearing next to nothing like they were. It makes me think of a couple other things. So I think everyone used to and probably still does they call Qatar Qatar, right? It's Q-A-T-T-A-R. It looks like Qatar. It should be Qatar. And, you know, when you say Qatar, there's some sort of Arabic inflection on part or all of that. So it's not exactly Qatar. But, you know, for a dumb American, basically, it's just Qatar like, well, like this girl that I knew once. My buddy was dating this girl, well, woman. I mean, she was older than us. She was pretty old. And she was a cutter, and like she had to like wear long sleeves because she had some mental illness that made her take a knife and cut her arms. And you know, whatever. Sorry, ladies. Sorry to be too frank, but this this girl, this we'll call her girl. She was old, ugly, mentally ill, and also a heroin addict. And my buddy, who I mean, I don't know why he's a whatever. He normally dates women who are not like that, but he went. Old, ugly, cutting herself, heroin addict. He went, check, 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 check. And he dated her for a while. And they broke up, obviously. Uh, although he got a 
nasty appetite for heroin from that relationship. And the fact that Muslim countries, like they don't drink, the girls do not go wild, you know, it's all kind of buttoned down because of their religion. And like in America, we have people like that. And in fact, they're wildly successful. So I had an electrician job, which was run by a couple brothers and them and most of the people, well, half the people that work there were bunners. Like how Princess Leia puts her hair into a couple buns. And so these guys at the company I worked at, they were, they were members of a church. It was the Old Apostolic Lutheran Church. And I think there's a Apostolic Lutheran Church and they don't get along. It's one of those things. But anyways, they're the, the old one and they don't mess around. And so the women who are part of that group wear like floor length, you know, blue, I don't know if it's denim, I don't know what it is. Anyways, you know, like dresses. They don't show no ankle, basically. And they put their hair up in a bun. I don't know if it's quite like Princess Leia, but... But I worked with these guys, and... They were all, like, tall, good-looking, blonde men who had, like, extremely early Friar Tuck-style male pattern baldness, so they all wore baseball hats at all times. And don't quote me on this, but I believe what happened was... That church, I think they came from like Norway, so that's why they all look exactly the same. They're like Norwegians. And then I think they moved to Minnesota or someplace over there. And then for whatever reason, they moved to the state of Washington. That was where I worked with them. And I remember one day they had a paid meeting, like, anyways, to talk about, I think it was life insurance and some other stuff like that. And so, like, everyone from the company got went into this conference room. We're all getting paid, so that was fine. And some lady comes in there and gives her spiel to sell you stuff and she was like how many of you are have children or are thinking about having children and every one of those bunner men just their heart their hands shot up like there was two of them they used to work with a lot just kind of it was a bigger company but you just ended up working with a couple people on the job here or there and uh one of the guys had five daughters and the other guy had five sons which was kind of funny and i don't know but it would not shock me if some of those kids got married to each other but in any case they're kind of like a muslim country that group of guys was kind of like a muslim country where they didn't drink they didn't do anything bad they didn't cuss and the women all kind of did not wear sexy outfits and let me tell you those guys were some of the best electricians i've ever worked with they were fabulous at it i mean they're very talented people going to a weird church but anyways although that works out great for them um Somehow it doesn't work out great for the, your average Muslim country. I mentioned recently that the word vibe is really popular with like YouTubers and podcasters who talk about political stuff. And there's another phrase that I've been hearing like a ton lately. It's just, I don't know, these things just kind of come and go. But anyways, it's buckle up. You know, like, buckle up. The Republicans are in charge of the House now. And I just noticed when people say buckle up a ton because whenever they say it, in my mind, I hear, pucker up, buttercup, which is a quote, I believe, from something, I think a movie. Anyway, I don't know what, I don't know what the quote is from, but it, it sticks with me, so pucker up, buttercup, and also buckle up. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.